Air Flight Mac will turn right at one two zero vector to the downwind. It's IFR Flight Radio. One two zero Flight Mac. If you have questions about how to talk to air traffic control while flying IFR, we have the answers. Here's four zero Romeo, turn right heading zero nine zero. Here's your host, Jeff Canarish. Here's a situation for you. You're flying an ILS approach to VFR conditions into an uncontrolled airport pattern. You're taking radar vectors from air traffic control, and the controller has lined you up to join a 10-mile final approach on the ILS. What are you thinking about right now as you're released from that ATC frequency and have the opportunity to switch over to the common traffic advisory frequency? Well, if you're like me, you're thinking ahead, how am I going to fit this approach in with all those other airplanes buzzing around the pattern? And where is the conflict likely to occur if there's going to be a conflict? Well, if I'm on this ILS approach and I'm coming straight into a runway, I don't know what runway, let's say runway 15, where am I likely to encounter other pilots in the pattern who are doing VFR rectangular pattern for runway 15? What is the one device that we have available in our cockpit that helps us avoid conflicts with other pilots in an uncontrolled airport pattern? All right, no, 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 it's not the throttle. It's not <laughs> hitting go around and climbing away from a conflict. I'm saying, what can we do even earlier than the go around that'll help us work things out with other pilots in the pattern so that we can avoid the conflict altogether and not have to go around? Well, the answer is, of course, your aircraft radio. Now, before we talk about procedure and technique for announcing on an uncontrolled airport pattern when flying an instrument approach into that airport, let me give you just a little bit of a background. You may be aware I have two websites that talk about how to talk on the radio. This one, IFR Flight Radio, which deals primarily with radio communication from pilots flying IFR. But I also have another website called atccommunication.com, which teaches student pilots and regular pilots, certified pilots, how to talk on the radio when flying VFR. Now, the stuff that I put out on both websites generates a lot of communication among, among pilots, and I get a lot of questions. And on the VFR side of the house, recently I had a pilot ask me, what can I do on the radio while I'm in an uncontrolled airport pattern, or what can I listen for on the radio that's going to help me deconflict with pilots flying into and out of this airport while IFR? So I went to a long explanation of how to listen up for various pilot reports from pilots flying IFR to help VFR pilots plan ahead and determine where those IFR flights are going to be at any given time while they're tooling around the pattern. So now I'm talking to you, and I want to talk to you about what you can do on the aircraft radio to help those VFR pilots out to avoid you. Really, we're talking about what can you do on the radio that's in your own best interests. So let's talk about a little bit about procedure and then we're going to talk technique. For procedure, I turn to the Aeronautical Information Manual, and I'm looking in Chapter 4, which is the chapter that's all about air traffic control. And specifically, Chapter 4, Section 1-9, is titled Traffic Advisory Practices at Airports Without Operating Control Towers. In other words, uncontrolled airports. And the simplest place to look in that chapter is Table 4-1, Dash one, which is titled Summary of Recommended Communication Procedures. Now, this table breaks down the various airports by what's available to communicate. Does it have Unicom? Well, if it doesn't have Unicom, then a Multicom is available. 
And what do you do just in general if there's no tower in operation or if the airport's normally controlled or airport advisories are given out by flight service, but it's closed? In other words, what do you do to self-announce? Well, the table talks about what frequencies are available, and then it also talks to VFR pilots what they should do when they go outbound and inbound. But what's left here for us, the guys flying IFR? There is one column, one column only in table 4-1-1 that's called practice instrument approach. And the only information it provides is what to do if you're flying into an airport that has no tower, no flight service station to provide airport advisories, and no Unicom. In that case, you self-announce on the Multicom frequency of 122.9, and the Aeronautical Information Manual says you should self-announce when you are, and I'm quoting, departing final approach fix name or on final approach segment inbound. Well, what does that mean in practice? That means when you're on a final approach and you're crossing a named fix for the final approach, you should make some sort of self-announcement. Or if there is no final approach fix, say you're on an ILS, then you're on a final approach segment inbound. That's all there is. That's all there is in this whole table, is what to do if there's no tower, no flight service, and no Unicom. You say those one of those two things. Skyhawk 9130 Delta, final approach fix inbound. Or if it has a name, let's say DMOX. Skyhawk 9130 Delta, DMOX inbound. That's it. No other information given in the aeronautical information. Well, I, I overstate. There is one other uh, item there for practice instrument approaches, and that has to deal with if you're in Alaska only. You're supposed to self-announce when you've completed your approach or the approach is terminated, such as a go-around. I mean, we could back up and look at those inbound statements, which say you should self-announce when you're 10 miles out, entering downwind base and final, and again, when leaving the runway. But when you're flying an instrument approach, most of that doesn't apply. You're not going to enter downwind. You're not going to enter base. Yes, you're going to enter final, so you can report that. So that really leaves reporting 10 miles out and when you're leaving the runway. Okay, we'll do that if time and conditions permit. Because let's face it, when you're 10 miles out, if you're right at that point and you're receiving radar vectors and your hands are full of airplane trying to intercept an ILS final, last thing on your mind at that moment is probably going to be making a 10-mile out call. Well, now, let's step away from the aeronautical information manual, which is good in guidance, but only in very certain circumstances. And now let's talk what you can do in actual practice. These are techniques to alert the guys flying VFR in the airport pattern as to your presence and help them plan to stay out of your own way. Again, this is self-interest in mind. Yeah, you're helping those guys out, but you're really helping yourself out by giving them as early a heads up as possible, giving them as much information as time and conditions permit, and helping them plan to stay out of your way so that you can finish your ILS approach unmolested. First, let's think about just as an example, an ILS straight-in approach. If you're on an ILS straight-in approach to VFR conditions where the pattern is full of VFR aircraft buzzing around that rectangular pattern, where are you most likely to encounter cross paths with an airplane already established VFR in the pattern? Well, most likely it's going to be in that last mile of approach to the runway. Why there? Because that's where pilots are transitioning from the base leg and turning final approach about a mile out from the runway. Sure, you get the hot dogs that'll roll out on a quarter mile final, and then you get the bomber pattern pilots that travel out two to three miles before turning base leg. But on average, it's going to be about a mile from the runway where you're most likely to experience a conflict with guys established BFR in the pattern. 
Therefore, it is in your own best interest to announce your position as specifically as you can and as early as you can to let other pilots in the pattern know you're coming and let them adjust their pattern so that they don't become a conflict with you on base or base to final. I would go with the AIM's guidance to make an announcement 10 miles out if time, workload, and the radio situation allows it. You and I know that 10 miles out, things are getting pretty busy. That's generally about the point at which you're intercepting your final approach. ATC has a lot to say to you. So I would recommend, personally, making that radio call a little bit earlier when there's a lull in the conversation with ATC. You can either request off frequency for 10 or 15 seconds to make the position report, or if you have the presence of mind and you're not too busy, you can flip your transmit switch to radio number two, which hopefully you've already pre-tuned to the Unicom frequency for the uncontrolled airport to which you're heading, and squeeze off a quick radio call. Hey, this is me. I'm 10 miles out this direction from the runway, and here's what I'm planning to do. ILS full stop, VR approach, low approach, whatever it happens to be. Fenway traffic, Skyhawk 9130 Delta, 15 miles southwest of the airport, inbound for the ILS runway 15 full stop. Fenway. How long did that take? 10 seconds? Pretty simple to squeeze off during the lull in the action with ATC, and now you're alerting everybody else in the VFR traffic pattern that they're about to have another airplane in their hair in about the next four to five minutes. And guys can in the pattern can start thinking about planning their own traffic pattern to mesh in with your arrival. And I know what you're thinking. Good luck with that, right? A lot of guys are too absorbed in flying their own VFR pattern to think about it, but maybe, maybe not. You want to give yourself the best chance possible of fitting into the traffic pattern. And so what's 10 seconds skin off your back to make a, a, a radio call that you're inbound? Your next opportunity to make a radio call is when ATC completes your vector to the final approach, clears you for the approach, and then says, Radar service terminated. Frequency change approved. Again, hopefully at that point you have the Unicom frequency for the airport, arriving airport tuned into radio number two. All you got to do is flip your transmit switch over to radio number two and make your physician report. In this case, what do you want to say? You want to say your direction from the airport, your altitude. I personally prefer also saying the instrument approach I'm flying, that I'm inbound, and that I'm full stop. So, Fenway traffic. Skyhawk 9130 Delta, 10 miles northwest of the airport, 5,500, ILS runway 15, inbound, full stop. Fenway. Seems like a long radio call, doesn't it? And if you can't squeeze off that all that information and still fly a good ILS, by all means, don't say all of that. But here's why I recommend saying as much of that as you can. First of all, how far out are you from the airport? 10 miles. Where should guys be looking for you? Uh, northwest of the airport. And altitude is excellent because if you say 5,500 now, these guys know they're looking 10 miles out northwest and they should be looking slightly high for your airplane. Why say the instrument approach, the ILS runway 15 in your radio call? Well, basically for pilots in the already established in the pattern, if they're familiar at all with instrument approaches and you say ILS, they know you're going to be heading on a line straight into the runway, a line with the runway heading. If you say VR approach and they're familiar with the fact that that particular VR approach angles to the runway 15 degrees off runway heading, well, that refines where they're looking. The more information you can provide to those guys established in the pattern, the better they'll be able to place their eyes on your aircraft well before you join them on that one mile final. I like to make a second call about 
two to three miles from the runway. Why? Well, for all those guys that might have missed your first radio call, it's another heads up. And at that point, you're only about a minute away from joining those guys that are turning base to final. It gives them a last chance look to look for your aircraft. And there you can be very simple with something like Skyhawk 9130 Delta, three-mile final, runway 15, full stop. Just one more radio call to help somebody who might be turning base start getting eyes on you and maneuver to avoid conflict with you. Having said all that, how much should you rely on other pilots to see you and avoid you? I would say zero. So as you're getting in close to the airport on your instrument approach, and it's a VFR where you can spot other aircraft, get your eyes on a swivel. I mean, at that point, if you have the runway in sight, you should be doing a, visual, a job visually lining up with the runway anyways. But don't forget to cross-check for those guys on base leg or, base, or dog leg turning to final and do what you need to do to avoid a conflict. Don't rely on the next guy to get out of your way. After landing, I'd go right back to the IAM and report leaving the runway. Fenway traffic. Skyhawk 9130 Delta exiting runway 15. Fenway. That's it. Those are the procedures. Those are my techniques. Did I say anything you, you disagree with? Or is there any other question that you might have? You can write to me directly at jeff at atccommunication.com. If you happen to use Twitter, I'm also over there at atc underscore jeff at twitter.com. Or you can leave a comment below the show notes for this show at ifrflightradio.com. Music for the show is provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have high ceilings and a smooth ride. I'm Jeff Canarish for IFRFlightRadio.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.